Oh, wait, I'm recording. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I a boomer? I'll be Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Long Form Conversations, the podcast where we talk about long form improv. My name is David. I am your host. And today we have a very talented guest. This is an improviser, a coach, an actor, a stand up comedian, and a karaoke fly. Don't <laughs> tell them that. <laughs> this is Adri Diaz. What up? How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, so, good. So professional. I love that. Sorry to throw in the karaoke uh, title, but we you know, ran into each other yesterday. We did. We ran into each other last night doing karaoke. It's totally so coincidental. Coincidental. But it was bound to happen because I hit up all the karaoke spots in LA. Yeah, you're a bit of a karaoke junkie. It's a sickness. <laughs> how often do you how often do you go? Too fucking often. <laughs> Almost uh every night. Every night? No, it depends. <laughs> At least once a week. But I have like if I know what day it is of the week, I'm always like, I could hit up that karaoke spot. Um, Do you have like all the schedules you're like, oh, well, I can go there on Wednesdays. Unfortunately, this yes. <laughs> unfortunately. You ever thought about maybe like, I don't know, streaming it? That'd be fun. You can get a virtual Do audience. Do you think people would like that? I think there's an audience for everything online nowadays. Do I have to be topless? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know like, that's the only way I'm going to get engagement. I don't even know. I, I think because like, you know, like sorry to insult anybody, but like people watch people play video games. I think that's oh, pretty really? boring. Singing's a little bit more interesting than video games, I'd say. You get they paid don't... for that? You don't, like you go on Twitch for that? I don't do that, but I'm saying people do. Oh. But I'm saying like if people are willing to watch people play a video game, I think people are willing to watch people sing. But I feel like they're learning something from the video game. I feel like they're like, oh, that was a move. I what are they gonna watch me sing "Lose Yourself" by Eminem? And they're like, oh, she didn't hit that note right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I I honestly don't know the psychosis of someone that watches, play. but like. I don't want to learn. Sometimes I just want to be entertained, you know? Sure. I want to just watch someone You know what? Sing. You're probably so right. Because I do have, we have a gang. Shout out to the karaoke barflies. Um, it's a gang. And by gang, I mean six um, primarily white people <laughs> coming together to sing karaoke at different bars. And uh, this is our little gang single signal, which I hope isn't an actual signal. It might be one. That sounds. I look. No, this is one. Simple. This is not one. You could edit that out. It looks like w, <laughs> it looks like WWF. Um, and people like know it's on the street. It's kind of fucked up. Really? <laughs> hey, karaoke flies. They literally called the karaoke bar flies, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, we have like a fan. We have an Instagram. Yeah. We have like a little fan base. What got you into it? Um, we're all like musical theater kids. Okay. You do musical theater? No. Well, I <laughs> wanted to, but I wasn't a good singer. I'm not a good singer. Uh -huh. And I crushed it last night. I crushed Lincoln Park. <laughs> Cause that's what I do. That's like my brand. It's You're like, like I, the Mike Shinoda of the team. Yeah. I just do like a little <laughs> rap rock and people were always like, what? Oh my God. You hit all the syllables in the right. Time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's literally all it is. It's like, I just try to be funny and I ham it up and, sure, yeah. and I do a little performance and it fucking crushes. Um, but, uh, so we're all theater heads. So like my roommate, my other friends, they are talented singers, beautiful singers. They have great voices. Um, so we each have like a different element in our gang. So it's like one, um, 
my friend Emily, she belts out all the songs. She has a gorgeous voice. Mm-hmm. Shows there's that. Um, I'm the one who does like the funny raps. My other friend does like impressions. Like he can do a great Elvis impression. Oh, wow. Quentin, um, the Beatles. Like he's really good at voices. So he's like the like oh like the celebrity of the group. Then my other friend L, she's a big ham too, and she just really milks it. Um, we ha- another friend. He um is pretty bad, but like in the sweetest way possible. So you get a little bit element of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking far too long about karaoke. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, I'm into it. I think uh, like you mentioned, like there's a lot of overlap with improvisers and karaoke. I think. Yeah. That... Cause we're all just like theater kids. And we always want to like ham it up and we, oh, we want to ham it care. up. Um, and I get so pissed when I see other people doing well on stage. I'm like, Fuck it. <laughs> those are my laughs or those yeah, are my yeah. cheers yeah 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 <laughs> why don't i think of that i'm song? mentally ill <laughs> i'm mentally ill for karaoke and um yeah so we're all theater kids but yeah it's just like a good it's like a hobby it's just like fun i love music I mean, it's such a fun way to spend your time because like compared to all the things you know you could be doing like that's like fun and right. innocuous. it's like wholesome fun yeah uh how long you been doing that for God, too long. Um, I mean, I've always liked karaoke. You have a lot of like shame about it. It's weird. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a shameful thing I'm doing. No, no. <laughs> it's sin what I'm doing. <laughs> How much time and effort I put into karaoke is sinful. <laughs> Why is that? Who 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 made you feel that way? Who makes you think that way? Every stand-up comedian ever. <laughs> oh, that's your problem then. They're like, you're doing too I much. do get roasted a lot for like doing karaoke. Um, but I don't know. I don't you, actually. You do care. it after your shows too, right? Your fresh fish show. Mm-hmm. Do it after my show. Last night, after a successful show, we just went to Pattaya Bay. Shout out to Pattaya Bay, doing karaoke there. Um, yeah, it was. It's always fun. I always have a great time, and I take pride in my shame. Good, good, good. Uh, I always try to like pitch it after a clubhouse show. It's like, hey, everyone we're, hates it. I don't know why people hate going there so much. First of all, there's good food. Second of all. Cheap drinks, third yeah. of all, great music. I don't know. But Thai Bay, I want to send them all to business. I want that place to be in business for decades of decades. I feel like people just hate karaoke in general, right? No, I think. No, they secretly love it, but they want to hate it. And I, think, I think that's yeah, where that shame yeah. comes from. I think it's in vogue to hate it. Yeah. It's like improv. It's like yeah. in vogue to be like, oh, improv. You make stuff up. But meanwhile, it's, like the most, li- it's magic. The most fun. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I just got like on a new Weegis team mm-hmm. and, uh, we were just, we just met for the first time. So, uh, we, we were at the clubhouse and then people were like, Hey, you know, where do you want to go? And like, I didn't know. Cause I came late and they were like, Oh, let's go to Pattaya. So I was like really happy. I was like, Oh, I didn't have to instigate this. And I had to like, start yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. so we all went there and hopefully that becomes a little tradition. Cause uh, we got a lot of singers on our team. Is that where you were last night? Yeah. That's okay. where, that's why we came through. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, okay, cute. Yeah, because I, I saw a lot of improvisers there. Yeah, so I think uh, a lot of Weegis people are going to come there after Friday. So oh. you ever want to hang out with some people that aren't going to make you feel ashamed of it? My gang Fridays. and I have been looking to uh, have a rivalry with some sort of other karaoke gang. So yeah? maybe you guys can be our competition. Why does that have to be competitive? Because life is a game. <laughs> life is a competition. Life is a competition. And I'm here to win. Hey, you will let you have this crap. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I'm sick in the head. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. You can dominate in karaoke. We'll just dominate improv and comedy, I guess. That's fair, that's fair for me. That's all I care about. <laughs> all I want to be is a, a professional karaoke singer. 
Uh, so this is the first episode of the the new year. Happy twenty twenty four. That's the first episode of the year. Cute. Yeah. Well, yeah, of the year. I mean, what's um, what are some of the resolutions you have? Mm. Um, stop falling in love. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of I like a twenty s- teens thing. We're over love. Oh my god, I have had the worst, and I not usually don't, but I've had the worst luck the past year with dating and. The moment I feel like I stopped focusing on it, good things started happening to me. Yeah. Like career-wise. So I'm yes. like, oh, men are my problem. <laughs> um, so no more love, no more dating, at least for a little while. Um, I've been journaling every day. I have this um mindfulness and a gratitude journal that I journal every day. That's my news resolutions. I've been doing it every day, every morning, every night. Um, it really helps me get organized and process and process things, um, understand what I'm feeling, why I'm feeling, be just like more aware in general. And that's been like really nice. And there's like some days I don't want to do it, but then I'm like, fuck it, just do it. And then I feel better. And then I'm like, okay. Do you do uh, journaling by hand or Mm -hmm. digitally? By hand. Uh, the iPhone has this new journal app. I saw that. I just updated my phone like two days ago. Oh, yeah? And I was like, the fuck? Well, like, yeah, I got mine like right around New Year's. I was like, oh, this is perfect because that was also something I wanted to do. Yeah. I've been doing, you saw, uh, I did you a, a tarot reading like at Anza's a couple of Oh, my ago. God, yes. I've been really into tarot lately. God, your tarot was so right. Was it? I think so. I'm sorry. It's a curse. It's, it's a, a blessing curse. and a curse. But I do like one card pulls down and I journal about that. Oh, interesting. So it gives me like a prompt. It's like. Yeah, that's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like that process. And like, uh, it just tells me to focus on one thing. I'm like, oh, this was actually right. Or like, you know, like, oh, it says that like, I'm feeling frustrated. wonder what it could be. You know mm. what? It might be, you know. Sure, XYZ, that's great. Like that. That's a great prompt. I, the prompts that are in my journals are like, what are your intentions for today? Um, What are your goals? Like things like that. And at first I was putting like the generic things of like, have a great show or, you know, make friends. But then lately I've noticed I've like gotten more deeper and be like, be proud of myself for mm. that show or make a connection with someone. And so I, I already feel like it's like changing my brain a little bit to go like a little extra layer deeper. Yeah. So is that journal like there's like a there's prompts for every like day. a little intention or like a little bit like an yeah. affirmation journal. Yeah. I have two separate journals. One I bought at Marshall's and I was like, this is cute. And then when I was at Target, I was like, oh, wait, I want this journal. And I was like, I'm going to return them, return one of them. But then I ended up just using both every day. So, oh, so you're double journaling? I'm double journaling. One's for mindfulness and one's more for gratitude. Dang, you got your resolution for 2025 taken care of now, Dang, too. I did. <laughs> two journals <laughs> per day. I'm set. Get a head start. <laughs> um, One other thing I have on my resolution is to read more. Oh, I need to do that, too. Well, uh, you've been helping me on my reading journey because you way. lent me this yes. book no this is a book that uh, adri lent me a couple months ago i read it i finished it wow you gotta give me the highlights because i have not read it you haven't read it <laughs> no oh it was kind of boring i'm all admit it was kind of boring wait for do me. you read a lot of self-help books yeah okay i think it's it reads like almost all the same self-help books but i will say this one is a bit more i want to say I, well for me i felt it was a little extreme because mm. it's all about like alcoholism and things like that people with like dependencies and stuff like that or like abusive relationships like i was like i, I do feel codependent but not in that sense right that's kind of kind of what drew me off because i was like i'm not like really like my codependency that i've had has never been geared towards like specifics of like oh i like love alcoholics or i love mm-hmm. maybe i'm like addicted to chaos a little bit mm-hmm. but 
it's more just like, oh, if I break up with someone or if things don't work out with someone, I like think about them forever. Okay, then I got a book for you. Because oh, I read it right after that. I read this other book that my um other friend Tess lent me. It's called Attached. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read it. You have read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like that book shits on this book. That book's like, like oh, contradicts really? it. Like even like, I forgot one of the early paragraphs. It's like- It's the one that teaches you your attachment style. Yes, right? yeah, 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 yeah. And I've it's just it. like, uh, codependency is such a like dirty word. Mm. Like you shouldn't sit, like see it as a bad thing. Whether you like it or not, you can't not be codependent. You are codependent. Or you yeah, are to some degree. And it was just like, you just have to learn how to manage it or how to like, you know, work around, you know, or do it in a healthier way. Right. And I was like, oh, that kind of undid, oh, you really? know, codependent no more. But did, did you like find it useful? Both books I found really useful just in terms of like- You always take a little something from everything. Yeah. And like, I don't know how you feel, but whenever I read them, I always I always feel really, like I always get really intense. I'm like, oh my gosh, this book's calling me out. Mm. And I start thinking about all the times that like these, you know, mm -hmm. uh, examples like- to it, yeah. Yeah. And I just start feeling like, like really like, I don't know, introspective and just really heavy. I was like, wow, you know, this person's got it down and I, I, I can see myself mm -hmm. making the same mistakes or repeating the same, same patterns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so in that sense, like, I think that's what I need. That feeling is like, don't do that anymore because like, look how bad you feel right now. I don't want to feel this bad sure. again in the future. Yeah. And, you know, I'm reading a book right now called Self-Compassion. And I, you know, I think as performers, we are all very critical of ourselves. You know, we're like our worst critic. And so I am trying to be like kinder to myself in my head and, why can't we just be secure? I, why are, well, why do you think we're in comedy? <laughs> That's literally the definition of why we're in comedy because we're seeking this validation. If you could be secure but not funny, would you do it? Would you throw? The, would you trade this life? A thousand percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I say all the time to my roommate. I'm always like, you know, how happy I'd be if I just fucking lived in <laughs> suburban and loved football. <laughs> like, oh I was like, God. those football people, they seem to really like their life. That's like my uh, origin story into doing comedy. <laughs> it was just like one bad break. It's like, oh my gosh, I could have been like married, you know, with a kid by now, but because I had to, you know, get into the wrong relationship, mm. I just had to. Those, uh, 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 no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> what? Say it. Uh, those. What is that again? It's a marriage big type. So That's what I white. continue to fall for and glob oh, onto. It's, it's, and it's like, it's those like free spirit, like go with the flow, artsy people. Yeah. I always fall for them. And then oh. they're the ones that always just like, you're weird today. I'm not going to, mm. you know, I don't want this energy in my life. Right. And that hurts me. Or it's like, but but when they do like you and it's really intense, it's really strong. It's so funny. I That's like a thing I've noticed without taking that test, but I am very attracted to sad boys. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Well, I know why, trauma. But, and then I'm like so surprised when it doesn't work out because they're like, I'm too depressed. I need to work on myself. And I'm like, I've heard this a million times. Yeah. Like, you know. But you can't fall for a Gordon Retriever no, how, no matter how much you try. I ha Unless I he says he likes you. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> no, I have given a couple golden retrievers and then the same thing happens. Like, I was just like, I'm fucking bored. Like, fight me. <laughs> or like, or like, and then I tried to be like- I have that problem so much. Yeah, so People always come out like, you're always trying to start fights, you're always argumentative. And I just realized like, I don't, because you like, you know, I don't have like a secure model to base off of. Mm -hmm. Like, this is how I know mm -hmm. couples to, yeah. to communicate. Yeah. So I don't know how to like, have a calm discussion or to just like agree or disagree. I only sure. know how to like yell Winner. and yeah, win yeah, or yeah, lose. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, I only know to how that. to win. I actually don't know how to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
see me falling. <laughs> never see me slipping. Um, but no, I used to be like that too. Now I, I think I do. I'm, I'm better at communication and like, you know, agreeing to disagree. But I still struggle with just like keeping that spark alive if it's uh like a like a safe relationship. Um, but that's like what I'm trying to like learn is like how do I maintain a healthy relationship and keep it exciting? Sure. Um, it's a process. Yeah. It's a long, tedious process. It's a lifelong struggle for us. But you know what? 2024, no love anyways. Who cares? No love. Get out of here. We're just working for 2025. Unless you're a sad boy. Just... <laughs> Unless you're sad and you're listening. <laughs> if anybody's sad, tell her you like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let's jump into some info. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right. Let's do it. <laughs> We're going to go jump into our first segment now, which is Improvster Syndrome. So this segment is a chance for us to uh, uh, listen to you talk about your improv journey from beginning to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we definitely want to focus more on like on the trials and the tribulations and how you felt, some of the doubts, some of mm-hmm. the some of the sad girl stuff. Oof. Okay. Um. I mean, I started. I started doing uh, UCB is the only improv classes I've taken. I started in twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. You so uh, you said you did theater. I up? did um high school theater. Okay. And you know, surprisingly, I was like a very shy kid. And then not until elementary schools when I started becoming like the class clown, and um. And then, like, in high school, I won, like, in the yearbook, like, class clown. Um, Hell, yeah. But, you know, it's so funny. I never really thought I would get into this career. It was just more like, oh, I like this validation. I like, you know, people think I'm funny. I do, like, the high school plays. Um, and it's, like, the best feeling in the world when you walk out from a high school play and everyone's, like, clapping for you. <laughs> Which, by the way, we need to bring that back for every show we should walk out of the theater and clap for everyone and take our bows. Yeah. And then like give you flowers. Uh, Cause so that was the best feeling in high school. I do you would, know what I'm yeah. talking about? No, you didn't, you didn't I'm not plays? a theater kid. Are you not? No, I did. I did theater class. I did drama, but I never like oh. audition because it was all after school and after school, my parents were like, you're going to come here and do homework. Mm, I see. Uh, so like I took, I took the class and I did the exercises, but I never, I never got the prestige. I never oh, that shit was bow. delicious. Uh, <laughs> I ate it up. So you time. did comedy or you did high uh, drama? I mean, like high school plays and I mainly got casted in the comedies. Um, I don't think I ever did like a dramatic play in high school I did one but I had like a very small part I only had a couple lines but I remember like being jealous of the girl who mm-hmm. like was the main girl it was like our town you know that you know that play right what what um I forgot it's the wrong kid we are we're talking different languages right yeah. now. yeah it's just about this play about this it's almost like it's a wonderful life have you seen it's a wonderful life I don't watch movies what? no I'm kidding I'm kidding yeah have I, you seen it's a wonderful life? Yeah. it's kind of like that in a sense where she like lives this life um, and you see her whole life in the play and then she like dies and then she goes back to like one moment in her life. And that's when she like realizes that she's she didn't like appreciate life while she was like living it. Oh, and that's like the whole lesson of the play. And that's it's a very depressing sweet. story. I know. I wanted to be that depressed girl so bad. I, thought that, <laughs> I always thought our town would have been like a funny story, it, like a fun play. Oh, it was like Is a, there singing. No. OK. At least I don't remember. There's no, there was no singing. Okay. Um, and I just had like a couple lines. I was just like someone who was like dead in the cemetery. <laughs> so did, you got into improv because you wanted to get that theater like 
Well, yeah, so I did improv also in high school. Um, oh. But it was just like improv games. It wasn't like anything crazy. It's it was like short just form? Like, yeah, like short form, just like one liner things here and there. And I remember my teacher like telling me like I was like really good. And we went to uh, like some, the Fullerton competition. Um, and, you know, we did scenes for the competition. I did one scene. You grew up in Orange County? I mean, I uh... grew up in Visalia. It's like three hours north of so okay. Fresno. Okay. And, we went there and then we went there for like this improv competition, but I remember we bombed so hard and I remember being like really embarrassed. Um, and that was like when I started noticing that like I was like really good at improv when it was like cla in class and I felt very safe. Mm -hmm. But anytime like at a show, I would like shut down a little bit because I would just put so much pressure on it. Yeah. Because I remember my teacher being like, you're like really good at improv. And he like put me in like every single one of like the games for the competition. But then I remember for the show, I just like, got so nervous and it was like, like a new audience changes. yeah it was just because it felt like there was a competition to it because it was it was like a i don't even remember what it was called but i just remember it was at um fullerton mm -hmm. and i just choked and then i remember my senior year we had like an improv show and then again i just like choked and felt very nervous about it and then didn't think much of it and then after high school one of my friends from my drama class moved to LA and she was like hey move in with me um I'm like going to this theater conservatory it's really cool and it was just fucking like LACC like having like this like theater program and I had to save up money so I just like worked a semester after high school I worked at the mall I worked at like the Panda Express like the generic Panda Express version of like a mall like a like a, a food court yeah. area. So I worked for like six months and then I moved out December. You save a lot of money because they give you that food, baby. That food was good. <laughs> they feed you. They fed me good. And <laughs> I, yeah, I saved up the money, moved to LA, auditioned for this conservatory. And during that time, I remember being like, whoa, like this is so cool. It's like a hole in the wall, like theater. Um, It was essentially like AMDA. Do you know what that is? American. I forgot what it stands media, for. Media, drama, arts. Some bullshit. It was just like that. But at the time I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I didn't get a degree in it. I spent like three years there. And I remember they were like, you can't audition outside of this because they needed to train us. Some bullshit. That now that I'm like older and realizing like, oh, that place was kind of a scam. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there was like a few things I learned, but like I kind of wish I didn't go there. But then, but then I don't because I met like all my best friends there. So I'm like glad I did go. Um, and, but when I was in that, I was just like not happy. And again, I was like partying a lot and I was uh, a monster in the sense of like just drinking and I would come to class drunk all the time, stoned, all these things. And then I was just kind of depressed and I was like, oh, I don't think acting's for me. Like, what am I going to do? And so I just like dicked around for the first few years. And then like in 2015, 2016, my friend was like, hey, like, you're really funny. You should like do UCB. And then I was like, oh, improv. I was like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Like, you know, and I hadn't done improv since high school. But again, it was just like short form. And then I took like the first class and I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I think with acting, because I moved to LA for acting, it, mm -hmm. uh, it was more, I was like getting all these like dramatic pieces and I was like, this sucks. Like, this is sad. This is boring. And is the class just like you read um, like a monologue, you memorize it and you like 
Yeah, prepared. essentially. And it was always like dramatic shit. Yeah. And so it's like a lot of like work on your own, huh? It's not a lot of collaboration. Um, no, it was both. We did scene, a lot of scene work. We did okay. monologues, but my teacher, one of my voice coaches was horrible. Like she really, and it was so weird because everyone like worshiped her. Cause they're like, she's like this mystical being. She's so amazing. But then now that I'm like older, I'm just like, Oh no, she fucking sucked. She was like so mean. She like made it seem like, Oh, if you didn't get, get it right off the bat, you're done. Like you, you shouldn't be an actor like you know like and then now that i'm older i'm just like she didn't teach us anything she just made us feel like insecure about ourselves and our made us like in our heads but then anyways that's another conversation for another time but i started taking classes at ucb and i was like oh i love this but um i had to like save up Do you remember who you had for 101 i had um great guy i um see him around sometimes and i just think he's like super nice still. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what, remember how that class went? Like, did you? Well, you know what's so funny, and I actually hope he listens to this because it'd be yeah. so funny. I remember telling someone in my class, I was like, "Either is going through a breakup, or he hates us." Because every class, he would just be like, and then like second to last class, he was like, "Oh, by the way, sorry if I've been weird this past few months. Um, I actually was going through a breakup, and I was like, I know." <laughs> enough was up with him i was like we couldn't be that bad like you know <laughs> yeah um and i just felt like hearts go out to you yeah <laughs> you're listening i'll cut that one <laughs> now keep it keep, that part. <laughs> keep the shit um and and so i had to save up money it kind of sucked because yeah because used to be classes are expensive so i had to save up money every like four months so i kind of felt like i didn't get the experience to go back to back to back classes so I just felt like a little rusty each class. So having done a lot of acting and like, you know, you probably had like a shitload of reps mm-hmm. when you would go up for your like class uh, scenes or when you would do like the class shows, did you feel good? Did you ever get nervous? Or no, was I it... got nervous. Yeah. I literally, what I said, like before something about like in class, like there's like this safety to it. Mm-hmm. And then the moment that was like something I have, I've been working, I've been actively working through. Like whenever there's a show, I would put this weird pressure on myself. Mm. And I would hold back a lot, but I didn't realize I did that until, cause again, I didn't drink that much or I, I don't drink that much, but back then I was. And so before even the class show, I would get drunk before class show. Oh, wow. And um, just to calm your nerves, just to calm my nerves. I got really bad stage fright. And then again, I think that school that I went to didn't help me in the sense that, you know, it's so funny. Cause like I coach now and I tell my students like, Hey, if you're not great at this, that's fine. Like you will just need, you just need to keep practicing like anything else, like, you know, and I feel like no one told me that when I first started, like, no, like teacher, again, the place I went to was weird. They were like, Oh, if you don't get this monologue right when you read it, then what are you even doing here? You're not an artist. Like they made me feel bad for like, not understanding like a certain thing or whatever. It probably made me feel like crap for never have heard of, uh, our town. They're like, what? get out of yeah, this yeah. town. Get, of our t- get out of our town. <laughs> Read the book and come back. Uh, but that was in high school. And again, I felt like my high school teacher was a lot more um, supportive. Turned out to be a pedophile. But that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that part in. Yeah. <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Um, turned out to be a pedophile, but yikes. Yikeroonies. <laughs> um, but, anyways, 
And then in college, I just didn't feel that support. And, and then, yeah, now that I coach and I see the other side of it, I'm like, yeah, I see them struggling, but I'm like, it will get better. And I wish someone told me that, you know? And so like, by the time you finished, so you said you also had to take like a few months in between. So Mm -hmm. like by the time you went through to like 401, that would have been like over a year. Yeah. So I, I think I ended or I had my last class like in 2017, 2018. So like uh, uh, by the time you finished 401, how were you feeling? I was definitely feeling more confident. You got better over each class? Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah, I think like a thing I struggled with with the first few classes, like first um, stages were just, I was just like really in my head. Like I would just overthink everything. Um, and, you know, I still do that sometimes, obviously. But I think towards like 401, I, I signed up for the diversity scholarship and then I got like free classes. So that's how I was, I was actually able to finish. I didn't get mine till 401 either. What's, oh, the, the, what's up uh, with that? How come my, four, my 101 wasn't covered? Yeah, okay. for real. Um, <laughs> how come <laughs> me and sad in my class wasn't covered? Dang, you got to leave that in. <laughs> you got to leave that in. Um, but I, once I started like actively repping or getting reps in and like having class back to back was when I started noticing, like I was like yeah. being more comfortable. And so, it's so be- tr- before that, were you, t- were you doing practice groups? Were you doing mm-hmm. any other improv outside? Yeah, I was doing practice groups and, um, I think that helped a lot yeah. getting those reps in. Cause it really is so true when they say you just like need 10,000 hours to be a master or something. Yeah. And so once I started doing like coaching on the side, that w- was very helpful. And then the first year I was eligible to audition, it's actually so funny. I, my sister lived in Hawaii and she's a lot older than me. And I have like a niece and nephew that are like about 10 years younger than me. Um, and my sister would always like pay me to like watch them if she had to go to a conference or something. My sister's very, me and her are very different. She's very type A. Well, I'm trying to type A. But she's a very like business woman oriented where I'm like, chill clown who yeah. is anxious you're the, art- <laughs> you're the artist yeah i'm the artist and she will pay me, or not pay me but she'll like fly me out for free to like watch her kids and you know like i get to eat there for free like all that stuff so it's like a mini vacation so the first year i was eligible for auditions for herald night i had already had this trip planned and i couldn't go to the callback and I was like, oh, and I was like, you know what? I should just like audition just so I know how it feels. Like I'm not going to get a call back yeah. to my first year. I just want to know how it feels. But I think because I went in with such, with no expectations, I fucking crushed and I got a call back. And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I want to go to Hawaii. Free trip to Hawaii. I know. So Why I, would you do this to me, I guys? Know. And so I was just like, fuck. And so. I probably shouldn't even be admitting this because I think they even say do not audition unless you know you can come to the callback. But again, I really didn't think I was going to get one because I thought it was going to be so hard. It was a different AD. It's all good. Yeah. And so I couldn't make the callback and I was very like disappointed about that. And then I auditioned the next year and I was so nervous and I bombed. Um, It was pretty bad. But then they should have booked a trip to uh, to (laughs) New Zealand after that. God, I know. And again, it's just like my weird thing of like my personal challenge of 
just, you know, not being in my head and. But someone else, I, I think this is starting to become a pattern because like, I remember a couple episodes ago, Tess mentioned when she auditioned, she also had a trip to like, I forgot where it was, Italy or something. Mm -hmm. And then someone else, I forgot. But like people that like make plans like around the same time as auditions, they're more relaxed because it's like. Yes. I mean, that's exactly what I would kind of talk about with like, I think a lot of improvisers when like auditions like come around it's like this weird energy like everyone is very um i wouldn't say hostile but like just like weird nervous energy there's like all this pressure it is tough when people put so much weight on this yes thing. exactly and that's why i kind of got into stand-up because improv i i had to rely too much on other people to get um like any stage time and so i was like let me just start doing stand-up i started doing stand-up in 2018 and both so this is after the second audition that you uh did not maybe well? um definitely after the first audition and maybe in between the second okay. audition um i started doing stand-up because i was like i need to like stop relying on other people and i think that also helped a lot like i don't i'm not like i need an improv like i need to be on a house team because i'm also like well i have a show at the hollywood improv or i have a show at even like the clubhouse flappers. like you know flappers you know yes it's a bringer show yes the tickets are five thousand dollars each and yes you did a two drink minimum but i have another show that sucks but i yeah. have another show you know like just really spreading your wings in different comedy aspects i think is very helpful so what does your improv life look like because you said that you started doing a little bit of improv stand -up, oh, at that time but at that time were you still doing improv were you oh doing yeah indie shows? i was still doing improv i'm pretty sure i was still like going to practice groups um, I had like those free classes. Yeah. Um, Shout out to the diversity program. Hell yeah. And and then I took Beth Appel's advanced workshop because I just got it for free. Mm -hmm. And um, I really liked her class, actually. Um, I kind of liked how she was strict, you know. You like a strict teacher? I really do. I don't, I, I, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't want them to be mean, like how my teacher in college was, but I would like someone just to be like direct. I guess the word's direct. She was pretty direct with me and she was very textbook. Um, and so I feel like I was very textbook. Um, so I just, it just like worked for me. And then I had an audition. Then you know how like in the halfway point, you have to be like recommended by a teacher mm -hmm. to audition for mess hall before it was Lloyd. Um, so Beth like recommended me to audition for mess hall and then I got on a team and that was in 2019. How'd you feel going into that audition? Was that different? I Cause I mean, I was... that was with Beth and you just had Beth, you know? Right. I think maybe I felt a little more, I mean, obviously nervous still, yeah. but I think because I had those reps under my belt, I was a little more confident. And then maybe there was like this, also this confidence of like, Oh, like someone recommended me. It's not like I'm just auditioning. Um, and then, yeah, I felt like I, I took some practice, uh, practice, uh, groups of like, even just like specific to like the audition process. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful. And then, yeah, I made it made it on a team. But then, like, I even still had, like, my insecurities. Yeah. I still felt so nervous for each show. It, that was I had Ringo, that right? imposter. I had that imposter syndrome when I was in Mess Hall in 2019. That was Ringo? Ringo, yeah. Tell me about, yeah, that experience. I was definitely very confident at first because I was like, I made a team. This is exactly what I wanted. I am so happy. 
Um, but I think I just started getting in my head for each show. I felt like the same pattern of like, I felt like in practice I did well, but then the moment I was on stage, I could feel myself being like stiff mm -hmm. and just like in my head, second guessing all my choices and, and like not confidently, like if I were to step out and do a premise, I like wouldn't sell it. Cause I was just so in my head and just very imposter syndrome. Uh, was there a time? Cause I know like the tough thing about these house scenes is it's like, it's all strange. It's all people you don't know mm -hmm. you know, feel safe. Do you remember like if there was a certain like time or transition where it's like, Oh, now I feel kind of good improvising with y'all. Not, not with Ringo, just because I was just like in my own head yeah. the whole time. I had such bad imposter syndrome in 2019. Um, I, re I even remember telling my therapist, like when I got on a team, like I wasn't even happy. Like I was like, I was like, they only put me on this team because they needed like a woman of color, you know? And I'm like, I'm not really the best candidate for the woman of color, you know? Um, but I was just like, they just wanted someone. And my therapist was like, well, even if that's true, like, you know, you should still be happy that you got on a team. And I was like, so I was just like totally doubting myself the whole time. Yeah. And even by the end of it, you were still like, I was worse. What'd you? Oh, really? I literally felt like I was more confident by the end of it. I was like, um, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. But I never had that feeling of like, oh, I'm giving up on improv. It was just more like, damn, what's going on with me internally? Where what do you think it was? You think it was like having the pressure to perform every week or um, I think it was the I don't know. I think it was just like a circle. Like I kept circling back to the same problems of I wasn't confident in myself. So when I went out there, I didn't sell it. And so the audience didn't really react. Like mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was even doing well. It's not necessarily like I was like, oh, I'm imposter syndrome. Like I was almost like I was sabotaging myself. Right. Because I would go out and do a premise, but then not sell it. And then the audience wouldn't react. And I didn't feel like a strong candidate in that group. And just each show where I felt like I didn't do well that was the only thing I could think of for the next show I was like remember last show you did bad okay mm. well you're gonna do bad again so probably like yeah I would just spiral crazy and um towards the end of it I was like damn something's up yeah sure <laughs> something's up and I don't I questioned myself I was like am, am I even supposed to be doing this like am I supposed to be doing comedy like just second guessing everything yeah yeah, like I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Like these these house teams and like these shows, mm -hmm. like it it is it's like a lot of unnecessary stress in our life. Yeah, it's, you know, it improv is like it could be fun. You could just go hang out with your friends and do clubhouse shows. But when you give this like slot and like this mm -hmm. this opportunity, like all of a sudden it it compounds everything that you feel. You know, and it's it. so ironic to be like the best you do is when you're having fun and carefree. Yeah. But then when you don't, aren't in that headspace, even to this day, I still find myself being like, I'm not in a silly, goofy mood. That means yeah. I'm not going to do well. Like, yeah. you know, and then I'm like, well, I can't talk to myself like that because then I won't be in a silly, goofy mood. Yeah. And only only I do well is when I'm in a silly, goofy mood. It's hard. It's hard. So at the end of that uh, uh, 2019 season, like what, mm -hmm. did you take a break or how'd you no, feel? About I it? mean, I was still doing, again, I never once was like- I'm The hustle never sleeps. It never fucking sleeps until 2020 hit. <laughs> and it was forced to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, literally 2019, 
I allowed myself to be proud to some degree that I was on a team, but then I think, I think that's actually when a third audition right before the pandemic, third audition I ever did for Harold, didn't get a call back. So I bombed again. Um, and then I was more kind of, you know, self-deprecating, like making fun of the process of it for myself of like, everyone was like posting like, I got on the Herald team, got on the mess hall team. And I posted like my headshot being like, didn't get on anything. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's like how I just like coped with it. But I was like upset, but not at anyone in particular, just upset that like I had let my anxieties get the better of me. And then I was doing a lot more stand up around that time. So I was kind of more focused on that, which was nice. Um, and then literally the pandemic happened. And then, and it kind of ties back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Cause then I started doing all this like inner work and then realized, oh, I'm very avoidant when it comes to like my career, <laughs> very anxious when it comes to like relationships. And, um, and even like when I got on Lloyd this past spring, um, I could feel myself kind of not as intense, but like kind of repeating the same patterns of like, oh, well, last show didn't go as well. Like uh, this show, I'm going to bomb it. But this time around, I was able to catch myself. I wasn't even aware that's how I was thinking mm -hmm. when I was on mess hall that first time. And then now I'm like aware of it. And I'm like, oh, don't be so mean on yourself. Like stop talking to yourself like that. Like, you know, talk to yourself like you're a friend. I would never say to a friend like, oh, your show was bad last show. So you, you are going to have a bad show this week, you know? So I am trying to learn to be kinder to myself and treat myself like a friend. Yeah. Nice. Because it's so easy to just fucking dig at yourself. Yeah. I think that's so important. I don't, you know, I think I'm, 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 I'm okay with being vocal about this, but like, I don't really like this like tradition of like getting notes after a show. Oh, really? I feel like you should give it to us in an email the next morning. Why, why is that? I don't think it's the healthiest thing to write after having a show, whether sure, then you you're feel like good or whatever. Everything. Yeah. You just, yeah. Like, especially like you write in the moment. Cause it's almost, it's almost like a, like a fear instinct, right? Where it's mm. like you touch a hot stove, you get burned. I get that. But like, I don't want to have that uh, association with improv. I don't want to sure. show up to improv and feel like it's a hot stove. Right. And like, uh, but like, how do you handle criticism? Or like constructive criticism. I think when it comes, I think uh, uh, earlier on, I did not take it very well. But mm -hmm. I think at this point, I feel so much more, I guess, like in touch with my instrument mm -hmm. that I can mm -hmm. understand the note and I know how to apply it. But yeah. before, if you just told me, it's like, it's like, hey, you know, you were saying this. I'm like, yeah, well, I'll make it up in the spot. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, you know, defensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to do that, you know. Right. Now that I know, like when I get a note, I know exactly what they're communicating. It feels right. much better. Yeah, I mean, I can agree on that. Yeah. Like, I think just like notes in general, I'd be like defensive. Um, but a big thing that I learned in therapy was just like, you know, take each show as a lesson. So that's why I don't drink before shows or yeah. I don't do anything because like learn from each show. So now I'm in a place where I don't mind notes because I'm like, yeah, I, and I could even note myself in that moment. And that was like a nice thing in this last round of Lloyd, like Sometimes if I get a no, I would like finish their sentence like, yeah, I didn't do this or I didn't yeah. support. And they're like, yeah, you, that was exactly the note I was going to give you. Yeah. And like, I think there's also, you know, you and I have the luxury of like performing a lot. Mm -hmm. So like, that's just another show. And 
it also kind of just feels like a class where it's like, yeah, I'm going to do, it's like the, the class instead of, you know, doing a lesson, a bunch of exercises, it is a show in front of mm-hmm. an audience mm-hmm. and then they give us notes on it afterwards. Right. Uh, uh, but I think for other people, if they don't see it as that, they see it as like, no, this is my chance. This is my opportunity. Like, this is supposed to be like, you know, yeah, the showcase. Yeah. And then you get noted on afterwards. You're going to feel right. pretty bad about yeah. it. Yeah. And that is just like part of the process too of having to just get so many shows that you're not like putting so much pressure on like one specific one. show yeah. and getting notes afterwards. But like, yeah, I just, I you know, and I think there's arguments for both sides. Obviously, if you get the note right there, you're going to be able to like, you know, apply it to mm-hmm. what just happened. Yeah. But I also think that whole thing about being proud of yourself and celebrating yourself, like it really cuts that right at the mm, knees. Yeah. If you, uh, you know, even if you could just like, hey, let's all go to bird, let's all get a drink, let's all celebrate. And then the coach will give you notes like after sure. your first drink. I get that too. You know, I get that. You know what? If I could ever coach a, a, a team and a house team, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey guys, notes at birds. You know? We're all going to eat chicken wings. We're all going to drink. And then, and that's like, all right, your second beats are a little sloppy. <laughs> Bone still in your mouth. I'll be like a fat cat old director. <laughs> um, And I get that. A lot of people are different. And, you know, when I'm coaching, I, I do actually ask them, I'm like, is it okay if I, because I'm here to work for you. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to like interrupt, like say if like a scene is going haywire, do you want me to interrupt and kind of guide you back on track? Or do yeah. you just want like the notes afterwards? And I think that like gives the students like more trust in me. Yeah. And I think that could be any, I mean, that's just UCB's policy, I guess, to give notes right afterwards, but it would be nice to maybe hear or like get like a say, like the, the performers get to say on like, well, actually I would like notes later or I would like notes immediately afterwards. Yeah, I, guess. I would like you to give us some cookies and yeah. hot milk and then give us the notes. I would like you to compliment me only yeah. um, is an option. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, now that uh, our Lori season's over, mm-hmm. you are still performing, but you're starting to coach now. Yeah, yeah, it's been really cool. I really like coaching. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I'm really good at it. As uh, I'm like laid back half asleep in your chair. <laughs> I'm really good at Yeah, I really like it. I'm still on um, my house team menu though. And we're very fortunate to get like another run of both of our shows. We have like one, because we're an all Latin team. And I actually, menu though was like a team before I joined. I had just met um, one of my teammates, Carlos Orlando. Shout out to Carlos. He would always, he'd be like, you're Mexican, right? I'd <laughs> be like, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, all right, um, we need like, because a lot of the teammates like couldn't come to shows and they had a monthly show at the Inner Sanctum. Um, and so he would just ask me to like sub in like, mm-hmm. back in 2019, 2018, 2019. And I would sub in and, you know, like it was fun and I liked it. And then it became like an inside joke whenever I'd see the group and be like, all right, Menudo, when we are, when are we doing our next show? And they're like, Adrian, you're not on the team. You're just like a sub. Yeah. And then I finally wore them down in 2022 or 21, no, 2021. And they were like, you know what, Adrian, you do perform a lot with us. Like yeah. you do so like join the team. And I was like, yeah. Um, so take those subs seriously. Take those subs serious bug the fuck out of every team you want to be on improv is an endurance game just wear them down <laughs> wear them down harass them <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Um, no, but anxious attachment type, right? Yeah, you gotta I, attach. But, yeah, that, well, I mean, normally I was avoidant, but but when it comes I to improv teams, improv, I was like time to be anxious. Um, and then and then we got really lucky. Then we got well, it was so cute because during the pandemic, we would do menudo hangs via Zoom and we play like Quiplash or whatever the hell it was called. Um, we'd play games and then we would just like get drunk um on the phone call and then like after dark we would tell like our raunchy stories and we would like joke around and do bits off that and so when the ucb came back around in what 2022 mm -hmm. they were like uh claudio who's on my team like was like why don't we like do a show like based off like the zoom calls we did like menudo after dark like we can have like the audience tell like their after dark raunchy or like adventurous stories mm -hmm. at night and then we do improv based off that and so we've been doing that it's been a hit or miss because a lot of our audience members um will almost tell too crazy of stories that i'm like oh we fucking we messed up like, you yeah. know like it's almost like i'm like Ooh, don't don't say that part like you know like, it's like a fine line yeah. yeah so we're still figuring out the kinks of it um but I'm fortunate to have that show. And then we have the all Latin mashup show where we get a bunch of other Latin improvisers and we just do like one big mashup team of like four teams and dick around and we call it happy hour because it's like at 530. Um, but it's called Felice Hour. And it's very cute and very fun. We had a show last night and it was a packed house. I was so surprised. I didn't expect much. I mean, each show I'm always like, ah, no one's gonna be there. It's a 530 show. But each time it's been packed and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so nice. And everyone seems to really enjoy it. It's yeah. very cute. Yeah. I went to the one, uh, whatever it was called months ago. When I gave you the book. Yeah. The one I came late to. But that is it's such a it is such a fun time. And like what I really liked about that, like I remember y'all had a all Spanish set. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and, you know, growing up around in Southern California, like I knew enough to keep it up. But I was like, there's yeah. a there's a ease there's like a i don't know like a familiarity already you know because like you can yeah. hear certain specific certain jokes i'm like everybody knows this joke everybody already knows this like archetype of this you know yeah character sure it was it was like really amazing to see like all like everybody be on the same page so quickly i love it because it almost purposely makes you have to be physical so that the audience knows what the hell you're talking about yeah and that's what I always like. That's the biggest note I usually get. The biggest note I give uh -huh. is like, be physical, be big. Like, yeah. you know, it's always so much funnier when you're more physical. And so when it's yeah. in Spanish, it's almost like you got to pantomime everything yeah. so that people know what the hell you're saying. When you say tetas gigantes, you got to physicalize <laughs> it. You got to embody that because yeah. that will take your comedy to the next level. Yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost like, a, yeah, I think it just adds like a whole different nice element to it. We might experiment with, um, we're, we actually have another has a meeting soon. We want to experiment with like, maybe like the, like one team, it's like half Spanish speakers, half not. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like there's a joke already in that where you, the audience knows like half these people don't know Spanish. Yeah. So when we go out there and they're trying to figure it out, that alone is already funny. So, um, I don't know, we're, we're experimenting, but I definitely am happy with how the shows have been going and I think they're just super fun. Yeah. It was like, honestly, like super fun, like a really fun, happy hour. Yeah. I just want to say that 
that joke earlier that's pulled from one of their shows no right? he he said that right that's now. not one of my jokes never no. we never talk like that you think i'm that funny <laughs> you think i you think i'm gonna have to come up with something that funny i don't even speak spanish so you learned it just for this <laughs> <laughs> i saw you pull it up i was like google yeah. <laughs> google translate. spanish yeah yeah okay uh great so uh uh that's where you are with improv anything else uh any other parting words you want to talk about your journey be just like reiterate what I was saying earlier about totally being okay with not being good right now like if you just started improv I mean that goes along with anything but you know a big lesson that I learned that again I like thank god someone told me this because when I first started stand-up people like told me like oh how's it going like the first year and I'm like not great and they're like yep <laughs> that sounds about right they're like welcome to your first year of comedy um you know a lot of it is just like experimenting and learning and growing so, you know, if you're starting improv and if you like genuinely, if it genuinely brings you joy without like separating the idea that like, oh, I'm not getting the response I want and that doesn't bring me joy, but like actively like, being in it, enjoying it, consuming it, yeah. just like keep sticking with it. You just like have to put those reps in. It's yeah. all trial and error. And that's why I tell my students too. I'm like, even if you don't think it's fine, just try it. Just try you. You cannot learn unless you try it. And if it's not good, then it's not good. And you learned something. Yeah. You know. Uh. Yeah. I totally agree. That's such a a too unfortunately such too common of an experience. But yeah, and a lot of people don't even realize it's okay to like not be great at it. Yeah. At first. So if you have a teacher that's not supporting you, a coach that's not supporting you, hit up Adri. She'll coach you. She'll coach your team to make you feel good. Make you feel real good. Maybe uh, not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for walking us through your uh, improv, yeah, improv thanks journey. Thanks for having me. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to jump into our next half now. Before we do that, do you need to take a break? Do you want more water? Bathroom? I have to take a little pisser. Yeah. Go take a little pisser. <laughs> a hot piss. Yeah. Keep that in. Yeah. That's staying in. No, <laughs> Stay that's, that in. she's taking a hot piss. Scolding hot. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, so we're going to jump into our next segment now, which is going to be our topic of the week. So uh, this topic, I'm glad we got you. You're the perfect person to talk about this. Uh, the topic is improvising with strangers versus teammates. And you're someone who does that regularly. Mm -hmm. And even within the same team, you produce two shows. Right. You have your After Dark and then you have your Felice Hour. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is an interesting topic. And it's something that I don't think I've ever discussed about with someone. Yeah, I don't think people talk about this too much. But I think it is super different. Yes, I think... For me personally, and I know everyone's probably different, but at first I like hated playing with strangers because I had a trust issue. I was kind of a control freak when it came to fucking like improv. Cause I'd like, I need this scene to go exactly the way I planned it in my head, which technically isn't really improv if you're planning things, you know, not planning every move, but I'm planning like this is where it's going to go. Yeah. And I kind of hated it. Um, like especially for auditions, because I was like, I don't know this person. Usually, I didn't know them. I know I didn't really know anyone who I was even in the same group with, except until like recently, because I've been in the scene a little bit longer now. Mm -hmm. But those first few years, I was like, who the hell's this guy? Like, you know, yeah. I don't trust him. He got he got crazy eyes. He's gonna make this scene crazy. And I would just again get in my head, and I didn't like it. Um, but then recently, I think um, the idea of me trusting myself more um there's been like this like less pressure of trusting 
who I'm playing with. Cause I'm like, okay, I trust myself. <laughs> so I can save the scene. And if I don't save the scene, then, then that's a lesson, you know? Yeah. I think um, that's the like talking about improv and the thing you were saying earlier about like not giving up because mm -hmm. I would say your first year and a half, maybe two years, mm -hmm. it's like almost all improvising with strangers. Yeah. Cause even, you know, sorry to say, but even if you took a class with someone like to 401, you still only know each other for like, yeah, you know, six months. Right. Even like, so you may be friends, but like, you're not that close yet. Right. You know? So it's really hot, tough. It does take a couple of years to actually get to know someone mm -hmm. and feel like that you can trust them. Mm -hmm. So uh, the other thing that's unfortunate is that like you mentioned, I do agree. Like you got to trust yourself. So that way, no matter who we throw up on mm -hmm. stage with you, you know, it could be someone that just stepped out of uh, stepped out of the first one-on-one -on -one class. Yeah. You still have to be able to trust yourself, but how can you do that early on? You know? Right. So it's like, you're not ready to play with strangers mm -hmm. or uh, you won't really feel ready to play with strangers until like two years in, but you won't be able, you know what I mean? You can't, it's like such a paradox. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a process. And I think I, um, I think there was something that would always trip me out about the idea of like, I don't know what I'm even going to say in an, like mm -hmm. say if I had a show in like 30 minutes, I'd be like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Like, what am I going to say? Like that really freaked me out. And so that the idea of like someone else not even knowing what they're going to say freaked me out. Um, but like lately I've been doing more jams because like one of my friends who's actually in the karaoke bar flies gang, um, he just started doing improv and I've been kind of been his mentor and I'm just like, you got to get those reps in now. Mm -hmm. And so I would go to jams with him because He's a very funny guy, but he doesn't have like that stage presence because he's never done anything. Yeah. He just was like, I'm a big fan of comedy, improv. I'll, I'll never do it. And then randomly, he just got the bug for it. And now he was like, I want to do it. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Like, you know, and then so I went to jams with him. And I feel like for me lately, I've been liking playing with strangers. Mm -hmm. Because almost like when I play with my teammates, mm -hmm. um, I think there's this aspect of like, I don't want to step on my friend's toes. Like, yeah. you know, do your thing, baby. Go have fun. <laughs> like, you know, don't get them. Like, you know. And I think there's a lot more politeness to it. And with improv, a thing I'm learning is like, obviously be mindful of like what you're saying like that's not offensive or you're not you know stepping on people's toes or things like that but something about like playing with strangers has I've like been liking lately yeah. because I kind of feel like I am taking control in a way because I think one of my greatest strengths as an improviser is, is like framing a scene yeah like if someone throws out something wild I am able to justify it quickly in that moment. So lately I've actually been having fun. Like I've been going out like for the mashup show for Felice hour. I go up and I'm like, okay, let's see what they're going to throw at me. And then they'll say something. And then I'll just like kind of frame it up in that moment. And that usually like, gets the bigger laugh, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like a strength that I have. So uh, something you said earlier, I really glad that you, first of all, great that you are like, shepherding your friend and kind of being their little yeah, like yeah. buddy uh if you can definitely like 
go with the buddy to jams and stuff yeah. like that. It's going to make your life feel so much better. But yeah, uh, something that you're also doing that I think is great. And I do, I'm guilty of this, but I do wish more experienced improvisers would go to jams and mm-hmm. would go to mashups. It's great that you're doing it. And mm-hmm. it's great that Amino does it. Cause I remember when I first started doing improv, I did it at this uh, community theater with like a bunch of like older folks, like in their fifties and sixties, oh you God. know? Hilarious. So they're all like super comfortable. Like they are all like full grown adults. I'm like this little, you know, 25 year old kid. I don't know anything yeah and i felt so safe around them because mm. i would say anything and like if i don't know the details they would fill it in so yeah one time we did this scene about divorce i don't know anything about divorce i don't think about getting married right yeah so then it was he uh you know i was saying like yeah i got divorced like oh that's tough and i was like and i didn't know what else to say yeah and then and then so then they filled it in with like how are you guys telling the the custody how are you guys handling yeah. negotiating do you get a divorce lawyer yet and i was like you're making my choice like feel really yeah. strong now um and you don't get that when it's all just a bunch of newbies right when it's sure. two people that are new sure you know divorce <laughs> hope you get half her stuff bud yeah 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 and yeah it's just like not a real scene right so it's great that like you're you're able to do that and you're able to like mash it up and mix it up with like newer improvisers and yeah. more experienced folks mm-hmm. that's the whole benefit of doing the jams you know right yeah and i know a lot of people like shit on jams of like oh they get crazy like it, blah 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 and yeah, I agree. There's definitely like some crazy things that I've seen, but then that's almost like I, what I'm realizing. I was even thinking about this earlier before we were talking about it. Like that is such a great strength to have yeah. to, if you get a wild card and you know how to like play with them, play with that, you're good. You look so good. I think that's literally how I got on Lloyd this past time because I initiated a scene and it was good, like clear premise, blah, blah, blah. Second beat, my partner took it somewhere so fucking weird mm-hmm. that I couldn't even like compute like how he did it. And I'm like, what? And in that moment, I was able to justify exactly what he was like. I merged the two uh, games together mm-hmm. and it killed. And then even the, one of the 80s, when they called me, they're like, how you handled that crazy guy was amazing. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, okay, that's a skill. Because I think a lot of us are get wary. I get wary of like getting like a random crazy person, yeah. who, like the first thing he said. I'm not even joking. The first thing he said to me in the second beat was, "All right, take your shirt off," and I was like, "What the fuck? We weren't what the what?" And then I was like, "Uh, yeah, doctor, for my <laughs> physical, right? Like you know, it's like." <laughs> great, great, great. And then he got so weird halfway through, and I was like, "What does this have to do with the?" game that i set up for us in the first beat mm-hmm. um but yeah i was just thinking that and i was just like that is definitely i think each imp- improviser should play with strangers and they should because i think we all hope not to get a crazy person we all hope to be like yeah. oh let's get a good partner so that they'll help the scene and like you know the good and you know uh, well i mean how about this just the unfortunate truth is like 75% of the improv you'll be doing in your life is going to be with strangers. Yeah. Because guess what? House teams are strangers. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know anybody on Odyssey. Did you know anybody on Bad Kisser? I knew one. Yeah. Person. Like, yeah. for the most part, like, and then the auditions are all strangers. The yeah. house teams are all strangers. Yeah. If they scramble up your Herald teams or house teams, yeah. it's going to be a lot of strangers. So I agree. Like, it is going to um, be not very fun. It is like where all the work and all the growing pains are going to be. But right. once you do have that, like, trust in yourself, yeah, that's where all the skill comes in. That's where all the yeah. finesse comes in. It's easy to improvise with a, a known entity, with a friend, with yeah. someone that you trust. It's it's the challenge is improvising with 
hey, take off your shirt. How do you deal with that? You know? Oh my God. And again, that's a ter- that's an extreme example. You, I mean, hopefully nobody has to deal with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you are going to get wild things don't you like that. And you got to be able to. Step, and you know, it's always so much funnier because as improvisers, we can like recognize game. Like we could watch a show and be like, that's game. Those mm-hmm. are the moves. They rested the game like X, Y, and Z. We can like label it. But there's something so funny and like magical when you can see that that was like truly made up on the spot. Mm -hmm. Cause there's times where you can like see where the game moves are going. And it's like, oh yeah, that's funny. Haha. Maybe someone who's not an improviser, they wouldn't have seen that coming. But in that moment when there's like a random wild card or a random moment of like, what the fuck's going on? And being able to like incorporate that in game or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's just like magical. It's like where you're always gonna find the funniest things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I uh, just, you know, can't stress this enough. Like it probably won't be that won't that probably won't be what it's like your first couple of times going. Oh, sure. Yeah. But you got to power through. You got to continue to do it. Right. And like there will be a day where it snaps, you know, because I remember same thing. Like I, I, I used to go to jams like pretty frequently and then I stopped just mm. because it always felt like I wasn't doing my best improv. I'm not doing my best improv. Yeah. Here. Um, and if you ever feel like that, it's OK to take a break. You don't have to like. Right. force yourself to do it yeah but then after you know like doing a couple of other like classes other teams i started going again and it was just like oh now i am doing my best improv yeah because your best improv again like you said isn't like clean initiation clear response yeah clean rest. right your best improv is something that w- went unplanned or is you know a little mm-hmm. off and then you scooping around and to pick it back up dare i say improvised Adrian, we don't dare say that. Oh, okay. Sorry. We would My never bad. dare <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just yeah. feels more magical when it feels like truly improvised in that yeah. moment. And then after that, like, uh, 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 I think you probably feel the same way. Like, yeah, now whenever, like, I do go to a jam or I get thrown in a mashup or, mm-hmm. you know, like somebody says, hey, somebody's out, can you sub in for us? All of a sudden, that is not only, like, not scary. It's like, oh, yeah, that's so yeah, fun. Yeah. I'm sick of improvising with the same people. Over <laughs> over. Like, it's fun to, like, throw in a couple of wow Right, yeah, definitely. Yeah, lately I've been liking the strangers. It's been it's been interesting. But normally, if you would have asked me that like six months ago, I would have been like, "No, are you kidding me? That's scary." Yeah. Like you know, I want to play with people that I know are funny, or you know, it's again, it's just all that inner work of trusting yourself. Yeah, and also just having so many other shows and mm-hmm. opportunities that like you don't put so much into it. Yeah, if you do and a like, mashup, yeah, or and like jam, what is? Yeah, and like, don't be discouraged if you don't have those shows yet, because it takes a while before you start getting a, like booking a lot of shows. Yeah, that was the thing that really threw me off. Like, I would see my friends who like booked all the time, and I'd be like, "What's wrong with me? Why can't I get a show?" And then now it's happening where I have shows all the time, and I'm like, "Oh, I just had to wait." And now your friends are like, what, "Why is she getting so many shows? Yeah. Why not me?" And then I rub it in their face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're been, you've been going to the the big jam on Sundays? I haven't recently, but I had for my friend. Yeah. Um, and I am truly a stage mom with him. It's very funny. Like I was. He gets tagged out. You tag him back in. Hey, yeah, hey, hey. we weren't done yet, done honey. <laughs> no, I literally because he doesn't have any stage presence. And I don't mean that insulting. It's just like, he's never done theater. He's never done anything. You know, he never even wanted to be a performer. It was just like this random thing. Now he's like, I think I want to do this. And I'm like, good for you, buddy. Do it. It's not, it's never too late, you know? And so, and I do think he's very funny. So I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and so he's the one that does all the voices for karaoke. Like he could do an Elvis impression. Quinton? Quinton, yeah. 
Shout out to Quinton. Shout out to Quins. Yeah, if like you're listening. Sorry for spitting on you that one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. tell me about that. You actually spit on him. That's so funny. <laughs> That's uh, 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 someone. It was someone on Menudo's fault. Someone made me laugh. I, I was sitting behind him, and I took a sip, and I it was a spit take. It was so funny. It was water. So blame it on us because we were yeah. so funny. Yeah, we made you spit laugh. Uh, but I thought, I, bought was, him a I thought it was a hot dog. Thought it was a hot dog. I thought you or him told me you spit out a hot dog. Oh my gosh, he's just heightening. This guy, <laughs> See, he's so natural. <laughs> he's just heightening. No, I spit clean, purified water on his back. It evaporated by the time the end of the set happened because it was such a hot room. You got everybody laughing and there's so much body heat. <laughs> I bought him a drink after. I spit on me. Uh, don't sit behind me. It's a splash. I don't sit in, in front, front of, of you. Yeah, that's a real splash note in front of this guy. Hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, but like, yeah, I would make him like because he would because you know like at the jam, I think you like have he to has like, stage presence. I think. Well, no, like, he does. Yeah, he yeah. does. But in the beginning of it, like you know, you have to raise your hand to like get mm-hmm. up on stage, and I would just be like, Quentin, raise your hand. Like I was being such a stage mom. That's why I was mm-hmm. like, I should call my coaching. I I, I coach and. I want to make a whole incorporation of it and call it Stage Mommy Incorporations. Yeah. Um. And so I was like, get yeah, on stage. Yeah, pervert signing up. Oh, God, I know, right? I'm like, oh, they're paying. <laughs> <laughs> and I would make him go up and then I, such a stage bomb because he would just be in the back line. Yeah. And I'd just be like. You'd walk out and I would, pull him on. If I wasn't on stage with him. Yeah. I would mime to him. And but if I was on stage with him, I would like grab him and be like, "Come on, let's do a scene yeah. together." Uh, uh, how, how do you feel about that? I remember um, I've done the um, whatever it's called, like the guest hosting for the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done it too yeah. at the big jam. And like PJ and Joe were like, "Hey, if, if you see someone in the back line that stepped out, like feel free to pull them on." Yeah. And like you know, so I, yeah, I took that like, and I think it's good to make sure everybody gets at least like one scene. Right. But then the the couple of times I've done it, it's like deer in headlights. They're like. Oh no. Me? So I don't know how I feel about that. It's good that you're doing it. It's good that Quentin feels safe doing it to sure. you. But I don't know how I feel about that. Because at the one hand, yes, I want you to do a scene and you're going to do the scene with the best. <laughs> but yeah. it's also like they weren't ready. They didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, but that's also, I guess, on them. Because it's like, then why are you there? You know? Yeah. Don't be afraid to even the it's scene. It's okay goes- to be afraid, yeah. but just why are you there then you know like you have to get on stage and again what i've said in the past is like even if you don't do well you gotta swing you gotta fucking swing that's the only way you're gonna fucking learn and um and don't worry the scene crushed okay i set them up for success (laughs) you were choking on a hot dog (laughs) yeah my classic hot dog (laughs) your (laughs) go-to just voice the reason (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you gotta say hot dog. <laughs> it's a hot dog. I'm joking on. I'm joking. Costco uh, one fifty. Yeah. <laughs> um. Who are we talking about? We strangers, strangers, and jam. strangers. Yeah. Um. I. No, you you gotta go. Just pull them up there. Because I also kind of hate, and I try to be mindful of that. Like, sometimes when you're in the groove of it, you know, when you feel like on fire, yeah. and you just want to keep going up and up and up and going in every scene. Um, you give other people chances too. Yeah. And that feels nice and polite. Like I, last night for the mashup show, I let a scene go on and I was like, then I could feel myself like jumping in every scene. And I was just like, okay, guys, uh, chill, chill, Adri, chill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, um, 
And I think there's something nice about that. And then these natural organic moves come out and, you know, you can help support here and there. But that kind of bugs me when I see like good players in every scene, which sometimes is needed because if people aren't going out, you still got to give the audience a good show. Yeah. So there is a fine line of that. Like you don't want to be like too polite where no one's on stage because you're like, well, I was trying to let them initiate, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, you're giving the audience a show. I forgot who said it to me. Uh, I really want to give them proper credit, but it was a, the thing about being polite. And it's just like, mm-hmm. that's actually, you're being a bad improviser by doing that all the time. Yeah. Like it's okay every once in a while, you know, but like people want to improvise you do because they want you to make your, the choice and they want you to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. So by sitting there for too long, and that's something that you will also learn by doing these jams because mm-hmm. if it's eight people and they're all polite guess what no one's stepping up yeah sometimes the most polite thing or the most helpful thing you can do is to initiate is to walk on yeah make the choice i know you like oh, i did all the last two walk-ons but if no one's walking on the scene needs support you sometimes but and like yeah. you'll you'll learn that rhythm i think from doing more improv with strangers of like i'm doing this because the scene needs it not because i'm trying to get you know more stage time Right. And I remember like a note that I've gotten in the past is um, for because like the opening that we would do was like a living room and the note I had gotten was just like, you know, you don't have to be polite. Like, you know, I think yeah. we're like you can razz each other. You guys are friends like, you know, you can what they just said was weird. Point that out. Like, you know, like talk yeah. to them like real friends, you know, Um and I feel like I almost took that note too much at heart because I remember there was one show, <laughs> one Lloyd show, where I was razzing my one of my teammates. And then afterwards, the note I got was like, I think I remember this. Thing. Yeah. And then the note I got was like, um, the audience might feel uncomfortable because and I'm like, I don't know if that's true, though, because I feel like they know we're friends and but maybe I'm wrong. And then you looked at them and they're like, no. They got tears crying. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, yeah, we're Adrian and I friends. Yeah, yeah. No, we're she's so cool. We hang all the time. There's a fine line of like, how polite can you be? Because there's friends that I, like we roast each other and it's yeah. so fun. But then there's other friends that I was like, I will never say anything like that to them because I just know that they're that's not their sense of humor. Yeah. You know, there's a fine line. There's, there's more of that stand-up. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. like a stand-up. Like, it was an opening we did, and I thought I fucking crushed. <laughs> and I, like, made fun of what happened in that moment. Well, like, you know, I it's... It's a fine line. You just don't know. It's a fine line, yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, this is actually a really good segue into the next thing because... Mm-hmm when it's a stranger you'll never really know where the line is mm-hmm. but once it is someone that you've been on a team with for a while and mm-hmm. you know who they are off stage mm-hmm. it's much easier to get a sense of that line so right pros and cons of uh, improvising with teammates there's definitely trust because i'm like my teammates are so funny mm-hmm. they but something specific about my team is we're kind of stinkers in the sense that we'll like throw each other under the bus yeah. in the name of improv like mm-hmm. you know just to be funny and that's really fun on its own. Like I did a show with one of my teammates and he, he broke the fourth wall and started talking to the audience. And I was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Just a <laughs> stinker. And like, you know, so even though that is fun yeah. and I do that all the time. And I always, whenever I get that move, I, oh my, I, I, 
I love it and I hate it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like there's like this this moment. There's, it's like a yeah. fine line with friends of like. If a stranger did that to me, I'd be like, what are you doing, bud? But yeah. if a teammate does it to me, I am just like, oh, bud. And I know it's coming because yeah, yeah. we're stinkers and we're like mm -hmm. messing with each other constantly. You're right. You can break some rules like that. Yeah. And so that is very fun. Um, like one of the things I like to do a lot with like my team Glass Clown, I've talked about it a lot, but I love initiating group scenes as the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. So then it's kind of like y'all sound off. Y'all just be crazy one on one on one. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. doing that. And I, I think if I did it in any class or any, you know, uh, a house team, I'd be like, hey, you should never initiate at the, as the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. And you should never initiate mm -hmm. a group game, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's these are all good notes right but because it's a team because they've seen me do it before because they know when i walk out hey everybody look at this you know what's going on with this mess how did this classroom right. get so messy yeah tell me what the the, the what, what y'all did this uh to this classroom they all know what to do it's like right it's a good dookie because you didn't give me the bathroom pass <laughs> classic mr dookie. long you never give us a bathroom pass this is to teach you a lesson <laughs> okay well you clean that up what's the you know and then everybody just says another fun, exciting, you know, uh, uh, disgusting right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then that is the luxury of having a team that you play with often is like, you can break those rules yeah. because I think that is something I've at least noticed, like my students struggle with. They're like, well, I didn't, well, why are you so gun ho about like initiating as the unusual? Yeah. And I'm like, because you're not in that place yet. And they'll to, tell like, you like, decisions. but I saw, Mm -hmm. I saw a bad, uh, you know, I saw a bad kisser or I saw a glass clown. I saw David. He, yeah, yeah, he initiated yeah. and you have to be like, but they're a team. That is a tough thing. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> I am setting bad examples out there. <laughs> I mean, I think the it's like once you master the rules, then you could break them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're first starting off an improv, like, you know, you're just not there yet. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine to not be there yet. You know? Yeah. I'm fucking still like, am I there yet? <laughs> like, you know, like, can I be breaking these rules yet? Like, you know, um, and I, I personally like structure. I personally yeah. like knowing, okay, whoever comes out is the unusual, you know? And, and, you know, even to this point, I would just want to say, just bring up a good point. It, can I do it? It's always a risk. Every time I do mm -hmm. that, there's a risk that like, you know, one of my teammates, you know what, David, I'm not playing this game, you know? So it's always going to be a risk you just, because it's people that I know. It's like a, a stronger percentage. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing I was going to say with a team is you can also take bigger swings. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Uh, uh, because you know someone very well, because you've been improvising them so long, like you feel safe around them. Uh, 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 for how, something happened recently, something like a scene got physical, mm. you know, like someone dragged me across the stage. And I think if it was anybody else, I'd be like, you don't fucking touch me. Sure. This yeah. is my body. Your body's sure. over there. Why is your body touching sure, my body? Sure. Yeah. But because these are people that I know and we, we, you know, we've gone a lot closer and we already kind of um, cross other boundaries, explore each other's <laughs> bodies, whatever. Yeah. Like it is fine now because now it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. You, especially if I know, like I trust, like, yeah, this is a good, this is gonna be a good move. You know, honestly, that's a good reminder for me. I always, because I do like to be physical in scenes. Um, that is a good reminder that I can't just do that with <laughs> You out there touching strangers? I mean, I sat in someone's lap last night for a scene. And now I'm like, oh. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Santa scene, right? Oh, then that's not cool. It's only okay to sit on a lap if it's a Santa scene. It became a Santa scene. Oh, then that's fine. I, I, 
I fucking Una reversed that shit and made yeah. it into a Santa scene. Dude, that's called good improv. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, sure. I, 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 but you know, that's, you know, uh, jumping back and forth is tough mm-hmm. between strangers to teammates. Mm-hmm. I feel like with strangers are like, kind of a little bit on edge mm-hmm. and when you were uh, teammates you're a little bit too relaxed sure too sure sure um i'm thinking more like maybe i'm not the best person to talk to about that because well I, but- know, I, I forget and then like i i'd be touching and then i'm like <laughs> oh wait but that's because you've been improvising with menudo and with the, uh, the other team so yeah and often. we are very physical if like even the thing with the, the uh, you brought up the thing with the after hours. What's it called? Was it late the after hour? Yeah. Yeah. The after hour. Because y'all had spent so much time on Zoom talking. After dark. After, after dark. Hour. Yeah. Uh, uh, the two. Yeah. Yeah. Dark. Uh, happy dark. Happy dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, because uh, y'all have had so much time bonding and connecting with these like really deep, intimate stories. Uh, you feel safe and you feel like you've already you've already talked about those things. Yeah. So to do it on stage now is kind of okay. Yeah. But on the on the reverse side. These audience members, they don't know you. That's and true. You don't know them. They don't know that. They know so each they don't know where your line is. That's true. And they're just like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. One time I, uh, I, I cyber bullied someone. And they're like, that's not what we're talking about. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you crossed the line. Now we have to tell the whole audience that we don't condone cyberbullying. Not me. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. My um... burner account, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um... My anonymous Reddit account, maybe. <laughs> I know I do got to be mindful. I'd be sucking. I'd be Panama. I'm sucking dick. <laughs> but with your teammates, it's cool. Yeah. And I guess that's like a good thing to maybe even have a conversation, like be like just a conversation. If you were to do like a show, like a mashup show or an audition or a show where you don't know other people be like, hey, like what? That's maybe a great conversation to have before. And uh, yeah, yeah just, solved right there. just to just to even bring that up. Yeah. Like, how do you know when it's OK to. Mm-hmm. To, to do that yeah talk about it first mm-hmm. there's nothing that we've done on stage i promise you that we have not talked about first you're thinking really david you all had a conversation about you know uh 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 world war ii jokes and, and holocaust jokes like yeah believe it or not we actually have <laughs> so that's why we do that you know right so like but that just goes that just speaks to how how long we've been a team yeah and also how much we practice and work together right right so that way we know like yeah that's a line that we don't want to cross sure because we cross it in practice we talked about it and then on stage we know not to cross those lines again yeah comedy's comedy's tricky because it's like yeah you don't want to offend anyone um but then it's just like sometimes you say shit not necessarily offensive but you know maybe i'll throw a little and she might throw a little there. bit of there, you know. Yeah, I might throw have... a choking on a hot dog scene. I might have to suck a dick in a scene with a stranger, but, but that's your that's your choice and that's your prerogative. <laughs> and you know, maybe that's a conversation I ha- should have before. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> just so you all know, <laughs> I, mean, I usually suck some dick in an improv. <laughs> no, I would also say, uh, uh, sorry, but this is that, that was all joke answers. Here's the real answer. Like, if that's your choice, that's what you're bringing on stage. Then I think that's fair. But if someone else tries to make you do it, that's where it gets tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if that person's like, hey, doctor, I'm here for my physical. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, actually, that's your choice, you know. But to be like, now nah, I want you to, you know, suck my dick, then it's like, whoa, this is inappropriate. Right, right. There's nothing wrong with being like, hi, how's it going? I'm here for a job interview. Before we get started, would you like me to fillet you? <laughs> Classic. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I asked. <laughs> yeah, you asked for consent in the. Scene. And it's all my choice, right? Sure. And it's totally up to the IC partner to sure. be like, no, this is inappropriate. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. 
Sure. But I really need this job. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But you know what's so funny too? It's almost like I would let that slide if it was funny. <laughs> you know, like Oh, dear. okay. Sorry. Like if no, I'm not saying that what you, you just said the opening, isn't funny. The <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like in general, like if I were to do a, like a scene with a stranger and maybe if they were like all right, time to suck my dick. And if it made sense in the scene and if it was funny, I'd be like, oh, okay. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. What, if that's what it needs in the scene, then sure. You know, and it's like the difference of like, oh, you're being like a pervert to being like, oh, like you're just making a like an out there game move. Yeah. So that's a lesson to you out there. Get good at improv. Make sure so it's on game and it's funny. And then you can ask that. <laughs> and I'm sucked. Because when I'm on the stage, I'm like, well, shit, that is the right game move. <laughs> that is the proper heighten. Ah, right. Ready for this. <laughs> I think, yeah, just communication and consent, I think, is always yeah. good. We're giving some bad advice on this thing. I think we are. I We should cut all of this. We should cut the whole thing. <laughs> cut the whole episode. Uh, all right. We're going to go and do our last uh, segment now, which is our hot improv takes. Mm. So this is just really quick. You're going to give me like a quick, like, 60 second rant on an improv trend that you want to see more of, less of, or you think is just fine and you want to keep it where it, it's at. Oh, let me think. Let me think. I can go first if you're okay. Right. Yeah, you go first. All right, hot improv take. Uh, remember that when you're doing an improv scene, don't break, don't do crowd work. Like, this is a show, you are doing theater, you must keep that. Uh, uh, suspension of disbelief alive. If somebody laughs and you go, This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Like that's such a it's it's an easy joke it's easy laugh you're gonna sell out the scene though mm. because as soon as you do that everyone's like oh these are you know five people doing improv they're making stuff right up. they're gonna because they had you had them for a second you were a journalist and you were gonna be interviewing you know the mayor but as soon as you do this guy knows what I'm talking about you become two improvisers on stage uh, mm. again uh, I think it's okay to do at the end of a set and I would think maybe it's okay to do in between like if you're doing hosting. But I think obviously an improv scene, especially right in the mid middle of it, right in the meat of it, uh, don't do that. Save it for the end of uh, your set when hopefully you've been killing. If you've been killing and people have been laughing consistently and it's like, you know, three minutes left, hit them with the, this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, that's my hot improv take. Okay. My hot improv take is um, I need to see more dick sucking. <laughs> Keep at it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I I totally she bailed, she bailed on her own hot improv take. Um, no, I I I um I totally agree with you on that. Um, it is it's an easy laugh. Mm -hmm. It's an easy laugh, and I'm guilty of that. I've done that before. Um, I'll be honest. I do it too when there's no laugh. I'm like, sure, dude, we need a laugh. This guy knows sure. what I'm talking about. I had a show the other day and. It wasn't like my best work and I like made a weird joke, not even a weird joke. It was just like not a funny joke, but it was like the only thing I could think of in that moment. <laughs> I turned the audience when it didn't get a laugh and I said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do love that. I do love that. <laughs> that would have got me. <laughs> um, so my hot take is break that fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, oh, I know. Here's my hot take. I love a form. I love a form. I mean, granted, I UCB is really the only improv I've done besides like high school improv, which was like, you know, whose line is it anyway kind of style. Um, and I love a fucking form. I don't know why no one wants to do forms. They always want to do montages, which I guess in itself is a form. But I'm like, come on. Like, I think 
there's something so beautiful about the structure of a herald. Like, you know, it feels like you're watching a sitcom and then they all come together at the end. So I think I think a thing that I love just in general for comedy is like callbacks. Mm -hmm. I think a callback will always get me. Some people might disagree, but like if we're, you know, I think the thing that will always make me laugh if we're playing like a board game or like quiplash, the thing that will win me over is like something that we talked about 20 minutes ago, if you bring it back. And that is like something I just like in general, like even in my dating life, I remember someone was like, you bring up like these inside jokes a lot, but it always becomes funny again. Like it's the rake effect. It's I like- thought you meant like, I thought you were going to say, I love it when I'm on a date and someone does something like takes me to where I went to on our first date. Like a, like a, oh. like a callback. Callback, Panda Express. <laughs> Remember? We went here two okay, years ago. Like, but I kind of do that. Like, Callback. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean like if we had like an inside joke, then I'll yeah, bring it up sorry. 20 minutes later <laughs> or, you know. And I remember the guy, the, the the last guy I dated for for a couple months, who said he didn't want a girlfriend, but then got a girlfriend. Um, but that's a different story for another time. <laughs> he was like, you, "Those books." I don't know <laughs> room right now. And he was like, "You bring up this one joke, like the first joke that we had a lot, but the, it always becomes not funny, but then it becomes funny again." Yeah. So I love. I just I think in general that's a thing I realize I just like. I just like a callback. Yeah. And so. Having a form really makes you do those callbacks. Yeah. Because w- sometimes with montages, it's like there was such good jokes that were in there, such good callbacks. They're completely forgotten because we're doing a new scene, new, new mm-hmm. scene, new scene, new scene. Bring back forms. If you're not on Herald Night, do a fucking Herald for your indie clubhouse show. Just do it. I think they're so fun. I think, you know, a pretty flower. I like structure. We need more structure and improv. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Two type A's, one structure. Yeah. Big surprise. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. Um, Sorry, I just spilled some water. You're all good. It'll dry up just like this, the water I spit on Quentin. This is the hot dog that you spit on Quentin. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up okay. our improv chat. Uh, thanks so much for your hot improv take. Thank you. Uh, last thing is just some plugs. Plug sure. away any shows that you got. Um, I, I run a stand-up variety show called Fresh Fish. Uh, follow us on social media, Fresh Fish Comedy. Um, it's a variety show. We do stand-up character sketches, music. We always end with a music act. So um, it's a very fun show. We've been uh, dabbling with locations. It used to be at used to be Sunset, RIP. Then it was at the clubhouse. Then it was in my backyard. And now it's in someone else's backyard right now. But I, I think I want to like move it to a theater again. So follow us on social media. Like If you want to see the show, so you know where it's at. Um, I um, you could catch Menudo at UCB uh, first and fourth Fridays of the month, and again to keep up with like the shows, you could follow us. It's just like Menudo comedy, or you just like follow me because I like post about Fresh Fish. I post about Menudo. Follow all three accounts. You can follow me. It's Adri MF Diaz, like Adri motherfucking Diaz, but A D R I. M-F-D-I-A-Z. Um, yeah, I post about shows, come to a show whenever, if you see it on social media. Um, I coach too. I know you said that like you have a lot of like new improvisers who um, like listen to this podcast. So like, yeah, like I'm, I'm looking, Mommy, Stage Mommy Incorporations is gonna be thriving soon, so. Mommy's looking for some baby improvisers. Mommy's looking for babies to 
suck their dicks. Jesus. And her my, coaching. My phone starts. <laughs> <laughs> I get a million calls. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta go. I gotta go. This coach. isn't even uploaded yet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, your coaching much better than that. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Do not quote me on that. That's just a stupid joke that I made because I like a good callback. Yeah. Like a callback. Um, no, I, 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 I think I'm gonna do a deal that you're. If it's your first time with me, um, oh, if it's your first time with me, uh, fifty dollars for two hours, and then you split that among amongst your teammates. Um, that's yeah. for the whole team. That's not for per person. Yeah, one. Yeah, it's that's literally fifty dollars split between what six, seven, eight people. You get ten people. That's five bucks. That's each. five bucks for two hours of work and if you liked kind of my angle on improv and how my brain works if you were able to get any kind of idea of how my brain works um besides the dick sucking um if you could if you could <laughs> keep up if you could keep up this comedic genius and all the specifics of the dick sucking and the hot dog choking <laughs> and this is your coach right here oh boy <laughs> oh boy so incel guys being like hey can you coach my team and i go to his house it's just him me no it's me and like two other guys <laughs> i'm like all right you pay me fifty dollars <laughs> you gotta split it three ways <laughs> yeah we had some girls but they didn't show up <laughs> yeah <laughs> they never do <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all napping <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's your first lesson right there yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah hit me up i am free as a bird um yeah i just genuinely love coaching and yeah i think 50 dollars is a good deal for the first two hours and like what i was kind of saying earlier i accommodate to your specifics like if you like a coach that like kind of stops you he's like hey this is getting crazy like let me reel you back in or if you just like want notes afterwards or if you want to go to birds afterwards and then get your notes via email <laughs> next day <laughs> i can do that for you too yeah um, so yeah, hire me to be your coach because I'm fun and chill. All right, great. I don't have any plugs except uh, uh, we just teams are starting up their Herald season again. I'm on a team. The team is tentatively called Delta. I guess you just got to follow me to find out when we get our team name, when we get our schedule, when we get our uh, Instagram, if we get one. But uh, check this out. Clubhouse Fridays, every Friday, uh, uh, we just check it out. Nice. All right. Uh, thanks again so much for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about improv and also some deep personal work. I can't wait. Yeah. I got some reading to do. I got to go to the damn park and read. I get too <laughs> distracted at home. I can't read at home. You should think about getting audiobooks. That's what I do. Oh, I do that too. Yeah. That's how I listen to it. I listen to Attach. I shouldn't even say I read it. I listen to it. I am so bad at reading. I listen to it and I read it along. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. It's like having someone... It's like having mommy read to me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my reason for that is, is because I am, and I say this with love, I'm dumb. I don't know a lot of big words. So there's like, sometimes if I'd like see a big word, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, so I, that would be nice to like also hear shit. it. Yeah. Cause yeah. I don't have to Google every other word. How do you pronounce that shit? I am. Cause I didn't read as a kid. That's yeah. What I get. Yeah. Me neither. I was a math kid. All right. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hire me. Bye. That was so fun. Thank that was you. That fun, of course.